I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of the Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about your success limiters. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 39 of The Stephen and Kevin Show. Today, we're going to be talking about your success limiters, and you're probably thinking, well, what the heck is a success limiter? I think we might get more clicks if we had framed this as the opposite of like, what are your accelerators? What's going to propel you to the next level? Probably, because we have those too, but today we're going to be talking about uh, kind of mental hangups that have held you back in the past that if you can come overcome will help you going forward in your career. Right, and this was a big concept we just discussed at Affluent Marketing Symposium in Charlotte, and we framed the whole workshop around our quantum growth process. And it's always fun to talk about the rosier things in life, Kevin, right? Our big goals, all of the attributes that have made us successful. Sure. But you got to take a real-life look in the mirror at times and say, what's holding me back? Yeah. Some of the same things that have held you back historically are holding you back now. Exactly. Um, So... Kevin says he came to the table today with a whole list of my limiters to discuss. <laughs> I in turn brought a whole list of his limiters. You're actually so not you're not supposed to you're not supposed to determine other people's limiters for them. Uh, can um, I give a couple of qualifiers as well? Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, we all do have limiters. Yeah. Right? We all have limiters. Yeah. Even you, Kevin. Even me. And your limiter cannot be another person. Right, And that's that came gonna, out of our office because uh, Kathy here in our office said her limiters were Stephen and Kevin. Yeah, she right? likes to she likes to, say, she likes to say we're her limiters. Um, hey, and by the way, this symposium in Charlotte went really, really well. We had a couple of fans of the podcast who were there. Maybe they're listening in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And so let's get into this concept today. We, we took every, everyone through this quantum growth process, which is part of our, our kind of coaching now. Um, and part of that is success limiters. And we have a whole assessment that they go through to try and determine what their limiters are, what's holding them back. We're going to give you kind of a flavor for that today. This is our version of being interactive with you today. We're going to hold a worksheet like this. So you kind of get the fact that it exists, but we're not giving you any of the Exactly. Meats, and, right? it, and if you're listening via, just via podcast, you're not seeing absolutely, you're not seeing anything. You're just hearing us, us <laughs> chat about it. But we do have it. a fancy new document in front of us that you have complete access to. If you're a coaching client. Yeah. Or, and if you come to one of the symposiums, next yeah. one's in Austin, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. January 26th and 27th. Mark your calendars. So here, just getting into limiters for today, Kevin. Yeah, I think what we come across sometimes is when we're talking about, a, uh, you know, what could lead to success in, in our industry, and, and most of you watching and listening out there are financial professionals, there's a short list of things that history has shown, research has shown. To be most effective in growing your business, mm-hmm. there's not a ton of argument. It's not a real contentious subject. No. You could go through the short list. We call it the Super 7 Marketing Activities, yep. and you don't have a lot of debate about it. There's hardly anybody out there who's saying, guys, cold calling should be part of that list. Why aren't you doing it? Highly right. effective. Then we base right. that list based on research anyway, so we're looking at the research and saying, these are the marketing tactics that work. Right. Uh, and if it were only that simple, we'd all be big, big producers, Everybody be driving fancy cars and retiring early. Yep. Um, but limiters are mental hangups that get in the way of this, right? And, and they get in the way because they lead us to not be as consistent with some of these activities that we know we should be doing. Sure. They lead us to not be as skillful as we should be with some of these activities. Yeah, I think that's a good explanation. So, like, the, and these are, again, mental things as you're starting to execute, whether it's introductions or referral alliances that, that hold you back. So, now, go, go ahead. 
I was, I was, sorry, I was on a roll. There. That, that was I, one of that's one of your limiters is, is inter, inter, interrupting, <laughs> interrupting. The Stephen Um <laughs> No, I was going to share the example we were talking about. Yeah. Right. So one of the participants who came, who will go unnamed in case he's listening, uh, texted his significant other for a mm. little bit of feedback on his limiters. Very brave soul. That's one of the first things we have you do through this process is basically think about what kind of feedback would what what would your spouse or significant other say is one of your worst mental habits so he did he texted texted uh, his his i think it was his, his girlfriend uh at the time i was time. gonna say that it makes him sound really young he's not young i mean he's a very successful advisor um and uh and, uh, an older guy he texted his grandmother and uh no but okay. she came back with uh she said number one egocentric Ooh. number two socially awkward <laughs> so uh good on him to share that with everybody yeah. we all have limiters we will share ours today but we thought that was pretty interesting, right? The idea here with limiters is recognition is half of recovery. Yep. Right? So we all want to be crystal clear on what is holding us back. Mm-hmm. And the second piece is how do we day-to-day try to downplay these a little bit, right? If, yeah. you're, if you're a person who's naturally socially awkward, you can't flip that on its head just because you recognize that you're socially awkward. But there are some things you can do to minimize that. Of course. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, step one is obviously trying to determine what they are. So we, we want you to get feedback from someone who's really close to you, someone who knows you really well, and will give you this like unbiased, just really truthful feedback that might hurt a little bit. Um, but it's, it's self-awareness. Like you, you obviously you want, you need to hear that stuff in order to grow. And then we take you through a process where you basically go through a number of very common limiters like procrastinating. Check for Steven. Difficulty prioritizing? Check for Steven. I'm, I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'll tell you the most painful exercise yeah. was actually creating this list of limiters and having to go through in a team exercise here <laughs> and check to what extent these limit me, right? Yeah. That's a, I'd um, rather be the poster child for the accelerators, which we also go through. Let's, let's read through some of these. Be, being complacent, having mm-hmm. a tendency to talk too much, being intimidated by people of wealth or success, very common, making too many excuses, trying to please everyone. Don't give away the shop here, Kevin. Okay, being disorganized. There's so many different ones here, though, that we, we take them through, and they have to say, hey, that's, um, that's a either you know, non-moderate or major limiter for, for them. So what's your limiter, Kevin? Um, so I do, I have, I believe it or not, I have some limiters. Um, so my three limiters are when I, when I took the assessment were, um, one being a perfectionist, which some people said, I would never guess that, which made me feel, (laughs) which made me feel a little funny. Um, uh, second, trying to please the actual comment was from someone who had seen this podcast and I said, Kevin, based on having seen the Stephen and Kevin show, I would have never taken you for somebody who overprepared. Yeah, I was like, what? Really? Like, that, that makes me feel a little bad. But look, being a perfectionist is one that, that I deal with. Trying to please everyone is another one that's that's a major issue for me. Um, and then challenged in delegating. And I think that leads to – it's very connected to being a perfectionist in the sense that I hate giving stuff up because I feel like sometimes I can do it better. And, um, you know, one of the things that we learn – uh, at the symposium we teach advisors is that there's certain activities that generate the most revenue for you that we call them thousand dollar an hour activities and there's other things that even though you might want to hold on to them you have to let go in order to grow mm-hmm. and i have a big issue with with delegation mm-hmm. so don't don't agree with me so much just analyze kevin here for a second <laughs> so kevin you know, how does that play in if you, you know if you were in the advisor's shoes right so let's use this before we get into your example let's get into this uh, this gentleman's example so he said his limiters were yeah, being egocentric and being socially awkward. 
how do those play in a role in some of the key activities to his growth, right? You know, let's say, for example, that his one of his key growth activities was getting social with clients. And he's socially awkward and feels awkward in, in those types of scenarios, which we, we know is, is, is very common. Um, I mean, he's going to have maybe prepare in advance a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right, have questions that he's going to ask. Um, doing doing some research um, in advance in terms of you know good rapport building questions, um, having confidence in terms of ending conversations and how he exits a social situation. Drawing a line on some things that maybe he has previously talked about that make people a little bit uncomfortable that he should scrap from. Yeah. His, uh, his conversational. Well, and the ego, egocentric piece of mm, mm-hmm. don't just talk about how smart you are and uh, and the you know the great car you have and the where you live and all this yeah. stuff like that. I mean, even though you may not even realize you're doing that, you might be subtly mentioning some of those things. Oh, when I was at Harvard, I uh, you know you start dropping those, and people don't sometimes they, they're just totally unaware that they're dropping doing the H bomb as they call it. Is, oh, really? That's great. They, I like uh, H-bomb. So, uh, so yeah. thinking ahead about some of the activities you're engaging in and how these limiters hold you back, how you can overcome some of that it makes all this practical and not just kind of an exercise where we're analyzing ourselves. As uh, one participant put it, participant put it, I feel like I just went to the shrink here, but it's helpful. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, being a perfectionist, one one of my big issues when, when um, I was writing the LinkedIn book, you know, co-writing it with Matt, he was very involved in the process. And at one point I was getting to the point where I was going through the book again and again and again, and I was rewriting certain pieces because I felt like, oh, this, this doesn't sound right. I want to reword this. I want to move this chapter here. And eventually Matt came and said, hey, look, Kevin, it's done. Like, it's absolutely done. And that was really difficult for me. And then I, you know, secretly kept working on it at night. <laughs> Actually, I did. I mean, to be, I mean, totally. I mean, I did because I wanted it to be right. Uh, and uh, finally, he said, you know, look, it's done. You know, it, it's gotten to a point where it's, you know, it, it's not going to get that much better. And you've eventually got to put it out. So one of the things that I, I have to realize is that if I don't overcome being a perfectionist, I'm just going to get less done. Right. I'm not going to be as productive as I could be. And I could do a heck of a lot more um, projects. If I said, you know what, I got it to 80, 90, 95%, it's there, boom, let's go mm-hmm. with it. And I needed that outside perspective. I needed someone to step in, and that's why we love coaching so much, and say, hey, you know, you're, you're falling victim to perfectionism here. you got, you got to move on. Yeah, and, and I think uh, in hindsight, that's helpful. And then looking forward, as you think about projects, not to pick on Kevin, I'll share my limiters here in a minute. I have plenty. Please do. Um, but, you know, as you think about future projects, if you're a perfectionist, you think forward of, like, what's the end point for me? Where do I call it quits on this project and hand it off to somebody else? Yeah. Right? yeah. And maybe that's one step closer than you had previously. Uh, what are your limiters, Stephen? You're unaware of these already? <laughs> I mean, I should throw this segment to you. Uh, here's uh, I, I think I, I do not fake sincerity very well. Hmm. Well, it, it, so Here, what do you Let me mean? give you an example. So... If I am in conversation with somebody that is somebody I'm looking forward to talking to, somebody I uh, maybe have a lot in common with, or, or um, you know, I, that comes across, I'm energetic, I'm, I'm into the conversation. If I'm not, I can come across as a little bit distant, uninterested, right? Mm. You can read my emotions more easily than others, and that's a limiter for me. If you think about how that plays into uh, you know, our line of work, coaching, consulting, speaking. Yeah. If I'm speaking to an audience or about a topic that I'm not jazzed about, which is rarely, rarely the case, 
I've got to be mindful to keep the energy high. Okay. Enthusiasm about what I do. And that's how I try to overcome that limiter. Same in a coaching session. If I'm in, you know, we, you end up as a, as a coach and consultant seeing a lot of the same situations over the years. You know, you've got to be mentally attuned to the fact that you don't want to come across as if you've seen this situation many times over the years and that you're not quite as engaging helping, helping them address it. Right. Mm, that's, that's good. So, um, what's no, another one for me? What's another one? Um, I've been told that I come across as not being open to feedback. <laughs> right? Um, I disagree with that. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin calls that uh, another limiter of mine is denial. Yeah, you, I think you're in <laughs> denial of, about that. But, no, but here, here it is. For me, I, I am pretty open to feedback, I feel like. like. I like feedback. Kevin gives me feedback often. Matt gives me feedback. I certainly get it uh, from my spouse. Um, I come across, though, as I'm not open to feedback. Okay. Right? So I'm, I'm not somebody who gives off the aura of, like, hey, come tell me how to do things better, right? Yeah. Right? And that's, um, that's, that's limiting to me because I could be foregoing some feedback that I should be receiving from people, right? Mm-hmm. If I give off the impression that, like, hey, I got all this figured out. Don't come in giving me your two cents all the time, right? Well, then, then you're running, not approachable, right? right? If I come off as I'm running this soccer practice, right? I know they're only four years old, but this is how we're going to run the drills, <laughs> You know, their coach is tough, man. Right. This guy's tough. Someone is, for example, I do coach soccer. Yeah. But they may feel uncomfortable coming up to me and saying, "Hey, coach, you know, felt like you know, forty-five minutes in, these kids were zombies. Do you think maybe next time we should cut it quit? You know, call it quits a little bit early." Uh, so yeah. Anyway, we those all are, those are very, very good, uh, good limiters. There. I mean, I hate to say good limiters, but good self-awareness on your part. Well, part of the part of the example is you're all thinking through some of your limiters, and if you're a coaching client or coming to one of these events, by all means, take and retake this assessment because the first time you go through it, you pick some low-hanging fruit like difficulty staying on task or juggling too many tasks, and those are a couple that I had. Uh, had previously circled, and the more I thought about it, they just didn't resonate with me that well. Yeah. Right? The idea, I don't see juggling too many tasks. It's kind of reality. You know, um, It's not so much that I feel like that's something that I really need to work on. Well, here, here's a good point. Is there has to be some emotion behind these limiters. If you come up with a list and you feel like, eh, it's a list of, of things. Yeah, yeah, I guess those are my limiters as opposed to like, I really thought about this. Like I put some so – I did some soul searching here, mm-hmm. right, inward, and I said, you know what, truly – these are my limiters. These these are them, and there has to be an emotion attached to it. If not, they're not truly limiters. Right. You're kind of going through the motion. So, you know, we, we realize we leave you hanging a little bit here without giving you the exact list, but many of you, uh, you know, obviously we'd love for you to join the program, but think through in your own way. Yeah. Ask ask for feedback from people in your life, a sibling, a spouse. People a who are very close. Colleague. Yeah, close to you. Like, hey, you're not going to hurt my feelings, Kevin. Share with me what do you think holds me back mentally from reaching the highest levels of success. Mm-hmm. What, you know, and, and Kevin shared some of the examples here, but what holds you back from being more consistent with your marketing actions? What holds you back? You know, We had a participant at this Affluent Marketing Symposium who said uh, he lives in a very wealthy area, money all around him, um, but doesn't really approach them about business. What's the mental hang-up that's holding you back from doing that? Yeah, right? that's the limit or whatever that is. It's not a skill is. set. You're a real, if you're a smart person, you can figure out the language how to do it. Yeah. Um, but what holds you back emotionally from doing it right now? A lot of stuff, as Matt Oxley always says, is in that you know seven-inch playing field between your ears. Um, let's talk about how to overcome these. So, okay, you determine your limiters. Mm. You know what they are. Let's talk about some tips in terms of, um, hey, how do I get past some of these? And you said it really well that what recognition is 50% of recovery. Yeah, I didn't coin that phrase, but I, I think it holds a lot of truth and that – 
recognition once is helpful, right? If I sit down mm-hmm. and I run this exercise and I think, you know what, I need to be, uh, I need to fake sincerity a little better. I, you know, that, that's not my action on it, by the way. <laughs> but uh, um, you need to. But let's say I want to encourage feedback more. Yeah. Right? Let's say that's one of the things that I need to work on. If I come to that realization once, great. If I have some way to remind myself, all the better, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example. I tell Heidi, please remind me. I need to be more open to feedback. Give me that suggestion periodically. Good. Right? Tell me when you catch me, you know, kind of portraying the opposite. So giving people in your life that you're close to permission to call you out. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think that's a good one. Here, here's one that, that um, obviously making it conscious in the, in the sense that um, you are, you're writing it down. You have it somewhere that you can see it visually. You're, you're constantly reminded of it, even if you have it on a sticky note or something like that. Um, but... Here's something too, like to intensify the desire to give up your limiter. So make a list of all the negative effects that this limiter has. Right? Mm-hmm. So make a list of all the things that, oh gosh, well, people don't see me as approachable, right? Um, you know, I, I probably, maybe I'll have less friends. Maybe I have this, you know, whatever it is, I have a, I have a reputation in the, you know, but, but no, whatever, you know, but make a list of it because that intensifies it in your mind, makes it even more real. And, uh, and I think you're more likely to want to, to o- overcome it. Mm, that's good. Deep. Yeah. Um, what else? You, you got? got a long list over there. I, I do have some, um, uh, yeah, I, I had to tell the closest people to you. Um, here's one. When you do notice that you kind of relapsed, right? I mean, you're all going to. You're going to make a list of your limiters, and you're, then you're going to tell yourself, well, I'm just going to overcome this. I'm going to never be a perfectionist again. It's not reality, right? Not at all. So you're going to relapse. You're going to go back, and you're going to become a perfectionist. You're going to get sucked into some project, and you're not going to be able to get out of it. When when that happens, go back uh, and um, and basically review, you know, how, why did I get stuck there again? Why didn't I get myself out of that? Geez, you know, like, I mean, review the scenario and and talk yourself through it. It's going to, again, just bring more and more recognition to the limiter. Here, Here's another analogy. Think about it if you were shooting basketball and shooting free throws and you shot about four or five in a row and they're all short of the rim. There's a point in time where you need to really wing one up there. Okay. Prove it to yourself that you can get it to the backboard, right? Right. Pearl one up there, right? Yeah. Overcompensate a little bit. And I think you can do the same with some of these. So if I find myself being... You know, just looking through the list of examples here, let's say that I'm not preparing enough dash winging it is a limiter of mine, right? It's not, but let's say it is. Uh, what would my overcompensating be for that one? The next speech I have, I'm going to prepare like a madman, right? Okay, cool. Or let's say that I over-prepare over for every coaching session. I have the opposite problem. I just over-prepare. I over-prepare. You know what? I'm going to do half the preparation and see if it comes across a little bit more natural and conversational. I feel like you're talking right. almost about like a cold turkey approach. Like, right? Like if you had some bad habit, like you're just going to, boom, I'm just getting rid of it. And, and see, and then feel how you feel when, when you did that, right? Well, I don't want to call it cold turkey. I just think it's almost like the try to portray the opposite. Okay. You know, if one of your limiters is that you just come across super meek in conversation, try to portray the opposite for a couple of days and see how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. You're, in reality, you're probably going to feel like you're way over the top. And if I come across as like, uh, you know, total wallflower at social engagements that, you know, the next time I go out, I'm going to make it a point to engage five people there. I'm going to have a couple stories to share. I'm going to be enthusiastic, right? I'm going to, I'm going to push the limits. In reality, their perception of it is that you're probably coming across pretty normal. Yeah. 
For you, it's going to be pushing the envelope a little bit, but you're flexing some of those muscles that here to date maybe you hadn't used. Uh, that's good. Um, here, here's uh, another one, and that's you know kind of self affirmations. Mm. We haven't gone down that path in a while, but this is a, a perfect opportunity to to make a list of affirmations, positive first person um, that are you know I'm, I I am um, you know I. I how would you say I'm not a perfectionist? How would you say I'm, <laughs> I'm not a perfectionist? I am not perfect. I am not perfect. You know what? Um, you know, I am always progressing through projects and moving to the next thing, right? I'm, I'm always, yeah. right? Something like that. I mean, you don't want to say, I am not this, because right? that's negative, right? But you need to make positives out of your limiters and start telling yourself that. Re- review them on a daily basis, mm-hmm. right? Like for you, if it's a little easier. I, I am always open to feedback. I, I am in the moment and engage in every conversation. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but but that's you know a good positive. And, and review them every day. Say them to yourself. Um, you could even record them on your on your phone. Listen to them in the car, and it, it will absolutely help. So. We hope this session was helpful. We know you're yep. not all super limited, but we all have limitations. Yep. It's good to examine them from time to time. Some more than others. Yeah, but indeed. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, and, and uh, don't forget, an accelerator overused is a limiter, Kevin. And we didn't even get into accelerators today. But, uh, accel- but things that you're really good at, if you overuse them, they're a limiter. Yep. So, so keep that in mind as well. Um, hey, if you haven't checked it out already, our coaching program is the real deal. It's effective. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's helping you drive change in your business, helping you overcome some of these limiters. And I'll guarantee you, if you're engaging one of our coaches, you're going to do more of the right behaviors this year, whether it's regarding growth and marketing or whether it's in practice management. We're here to help. Give us a ring. Thanks, everybody.